<laughs> All right, brother Nate, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, man. I know it's, uh, it's been a minute, but you've been in town, out of town, so finally got you here. My pleasure. So um, I'm gonna pick your brain. I'm gonna drag, drag everything out of you I can today, so mm-hmm. I'll be ready. Um, so entrepreneurship. So entrepreneurship is something that you've been to for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to start from the beginning. Like, how did you get started as being an entrepreneur? Where, where did that, that that bug come from? Like, why why are you here today, killing it like you are? Where okay. did it come from? So the bug came from uh, probably the place it shouldn't came from, <laughs> right? Um, obviously, I'm from like West Oakland. Yeah. Uh, moved out, grew up in Oceanside from the Valley, um, and you know you you kind of get exposed yeah. to you know the, the fast life, right? You know the, the the water you boil it you get the like the flower you, you know what I mean but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's that was like my first trip to entrepreneurship yeah. um, was trying to make you know fast cash to take care of my mom mm. my dad was working three jobs at the time three jobs yeah worked wow. for the government worked for Toys R Us and then he was working for the recycling company um, and at that time you know my mom was a stay at home mom mm. and uh, you know she used to cry she used to cry a lot because we didn't have finances we didn't have money. And so me and my brother and my sister, we all shared one room. Wow. Right? Me and my brother had a, had a bunk bed, and then my sister had a bed. And then, uh, you know, we that was back in the day when uh, you had the posters. So on my side of the wall, you had Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah, Britney Spears. On my brother's <laughs> side, you had Christina Aguilera. And then my, my sister, you had BN, uh, IMX and uh, B2K and all them guys. No, Jaren Jackson? No, it wasn't no Jaren Jackson oh, back wow. then. She was a little too older for me back then. <laughs> now it's fine, though. But back then, yeah, she was a little too older. But I remember sharing the wall and... You know, my mom would, you know, she would cry, man, because uh, this wasn't the life she thought her kids would have, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, I got to help my family make some money, bring yeah. some money to the table. So I did what any person would do. You find a hustle. Yeah. And uh, that was my first experiment to entrepreneurship the wrong way. The wrong way. <laughs> but you still had, had it in you, right? Yeah. And you said your mom used to, used to cry. And you know, right now, it's tough for me t- to imagine that because I met your mom maybe like, like two months ago mm-hmm. at her house. And mm-hmm. she just seems vibrant and happy and just like everything has has totally shifted and changed. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a big part, big part of that had to do with you making a decision to go and create your own way, mm-hmm. right? So after the first semi-hustle, Mm-hmm. When did you actually push into, you know what, I'm going to switch this and start a business? Okay. So that would probably be, let me think. So sixth grade, my sixth grade year, my mom had a heart attack at two o'clock in the morning. Wow. Uh, it's crazy because I tell people all the time, I feel like, you know, God woke me up. Yeah. Because I woke up to use the bathroom. I was on my way to use the bathroom. She was on her way to use the bathroom and she fell. You, you, you guys met like in the hallway? You're like we met right there in the hallway. And my wow. mom fell. I yelled, you know, my mom's having a heart attack. Crazy thing is, it's the same day as 9-11. 9-11 happens two hours later, or wow. four hours, three hours later. Wow. And um, I'm thinking, like, the world's about to blow up, and, you know, it's about to be over with. <laughs> right. I'm about to lose my mom yeah. everything. And so um, that's when I got into the first little hustling. So then my eighth grade year, my mom had a second heart attack. And wow. then that's when I was like, yo, I got to make some money right. the right way. Right. So me and my friends back in the day, there was a thing, uh, a jeans called True Religion. Oh, yeah. Right. And uh, people used to be selling them out the back of the trunk. Were you so, one of them? No. So here's what we used to do. We used to take, uh, there was a thing on your computer back in the day called clip art. Okay. And yeah. so we used to take the monkey and we would basically print the monkey out on school paper, right, in the library and cut the monkey out, color it, and then we would basically tape it to the back of people's pants. But we were selling it. And wow. we had our own clothing <clears> line. And it was called, it was called Monkeys R Us. 
right? And so is it a true story? This is a true story. So eighth grade year, going to ninth grade, we started selling clip art on the back of people's pants that couldn't afford true religion uh, jeans back in the day, and we're charging people twenty bucks to put the monkey colored and tape it on the back. So that was like our first experience of uh, entrepreneurship. So like literally, the first week of school was on Monday. By Friday, I remember I came home with two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. And I just literally took the money and I put it in my mom's cookie jar. And then she woke up one day, she seen it, and she just was like going crazy. Like she thought God blessed her. Like, oh, yeah. this money you did and know, like this money just appeared. Yeah. But it came from me and my monkeys. Monkeys are us. And she knew about this. <laughs> no, she didn't. Oh, she didn't know about, about that. It. Okay. Okay. And so once we got mm-hmm. that going, uh Walmart had a shoe called the three fifties, three dollars and fifty cents. And so we used to get those and then we would do paint on them. <laughs> right? We called those scribbles are us. So we had monkeys are us and scribbles are us. And so we started selling them as a package. Walmart, three dollars and fifty shoes we were selling for twenty-five dollars. And we were selling the pants for twenty dollars with the monkey. And so we had a whole little outfit, man. And I think that was our first experience. We made like a thousand dollars, like the first month of school. So you bundled. <laughs> yeah, we, we created bundle deals. Right. <laughs> Man, so when you when you bless your mom with that, how did that make you feel? I felt amazing. It felt amazing because it was uh, legitimate money. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And so, but also felt good to see. It's always good to see your mom smile. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I get it though. You know, she's from she's from a place where it's like I have three kids. Yeah, and they're being made fun of because they have paler shoes on, yeah. and you know they can't afford school clothes. Yeah, pro wings. I don't know what I had. Yeah, paler something pro wing pro wings. It got to a point where I started going to Ross and I would, you know, wear the shoes that I had on and leave those in the box and leave out. <laughs> I, just remember, I, just remember, I just remember those yeah, days. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not being made fun of no more. Yeah. So yeah. whether it was Converse or it was Shaq's or whatever it was, you yeah. know, I always try to make it happen. But um, it felt good, man, you know, to put a smile on my mom's face. Yeah. yeah. It it uh, always does. I mean, you know, our parents are, you know, if they're the right parents, they... They they support us. They they make sure that we have everything we have. I mean, even even though your mom couldn't provide what you wanted, I mean, you still got what you needed, right? Mm-hmm. And two heart attacks, and again, I see her now. I mean, you can't even tell that she even went with that experience, mm-hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> so after you did the bundling, um, let me go back real quick. So every time I see you speak, mm-hmm. I see that you have a love for people, mm-hmm. right? helping people right and i see it being less about you and more about what value you can provide for people Mm -hmm. right why do you love people so much i don't i hate people i'm just playing nah i think for me man it's really understanding my purpose yeah you know what i mean and so i've been successful a lot of different things and anything that doesn't involve people Mm -hmm doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And so on my journey to success, I wanted success for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. If, if you, like you said, you heard me speak before, so I always say it like, yeah. I want to be successful. So I go to my ex-girlfriend house, pull up with the Bentley, yeah. Yeah. you know, have the music blasting. Yeah. I always tell the same story, yeah. go knock on the door. You know what I'm saying? I say, hey, yeah. I think I left my hat here. Can you watch my car? Like that was my vision. I told this at every seminar at every place. Yeah. I wanted to knock on her door and be like, can you watch my car? while I look for my hat, that's not in here. But I just want you to see this car. And I never became successful because of that vision. Hmm. So I think it was more so when I found Christ and I got saved, I was like, I'm gonna go wholeheartedly 100% for God. 
um, I started realizing that I had a passion to help people. Yeah. I want to see people change, man. Yeah. People come from poverty. People come from the streets like me. Yeah. You know, people really don't have no hope. And so yeah. because of that, I changed my, my vision, my idea, yeah. what I really want to do in life. And when I did that, I was like, all right, you know, my first money that I ever make, I'm going to go help the homeless. Wow. And then, <clears throat> sure enough, it was a company called Viral Success Network. I joined it. And um, I remember I made $1,500. And when they paid me out, I didn't think it was real. I was like, oh, they paid me out for real. I took that whole money, man. We went and fed the homeless, gave the money to the homeless, gave food to the homeless. I didn't spend $1. And then they had me as a guest speaker on the webinar. And on the webinar, the first thing I spoke about was David and Goliath. Wow. Right? Out of fear, though, like, if I'm talking about God, he's probably going to take all the money away. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> But truthfully, it was really my passion, yeah. you know, man, because everybody has that David in them. So after that, my life started to just start to take off, bro, because I started to realize that, I'm on this earth to help people. Yeah. I'm not on this earth to stunt. Yeah. I'm not on this earth to pull up to my ex-girlfriend's house, even though I still want to to this day. <laughs> right? And that's a battle. It's, it's a battle. Every time I see your Instagram, but like, mm. But you haven't done it because you mean, you've had the Bentley, the the Rose, the Ferrari. Yeah. Movie, but you... I feel like I have done it virtually. That's what I feel like. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> but I haven't done it physically. Yeah. And yeah. That, But my that's not my passion. Of course. You know course, what I'm saying? Yeah. So back then, I think, you know, a lot of times people want success. Yeah. And you don't have it because you want it for the wrong reason. Yeah. And we, we complain, you yeah. know, oh, I lost money, I spent money, I done this, but what were you gonna do if God gave you a million right now? You're just gonna be irresponsible. Right. You're just gonna spend it on all the wrong things. Right. You know what I mean? So for me, if I would have had seven figures at that age, yeah. I would have probably been dead. Wow. Like I would have did the craziest things you could think of. I would have just been stunting, I probably would have been broke. I probably would have just did, made all the wrong decisions. But at that moment you couldn't trust me with it. Yeah. And so now I have it because I'm responsible. Well, how do you get to a point where where you can see that vision though? Because most people can't see that. They can't see, well, if, if I get these seven figures now, in the future, I'm gonna be dead. It's like, did you actually see that or you felt it? Like, where'd that come from? Because I just, I, when I look back, I know it. We look back, okay. When I look okay. back and I'm like, dang, if I would've became successful at that age right now, whoo, I would've did all the wrong things. Yeah. I would've bought the whole mall up. I would've had every shoe. Right. I would've had, I probably would've bought three whips. Like. Even back then when I didn't have it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like when Navy Federal gave me my first credit card, I went yeah. and bought 20, 20 inch rims, quick. You know what I mean? Like I went and bought the, the DVD player with the TV that came out. Yeah. I went in yeah. debt fast and stunned. Yeah. Yeah. And so just imagine if I would've became like super successful at that moment. Like I would've yeah. did everything wrong. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of times, man, when people want success, you gotta realize like success arrives when you arrive. And if, if you don't arrive at the same time, success is going to pass you. Unpack that for me because that, that, that was amazing. So unpack that for me. That statement. Me, meaning like to become successful, it's more mental than income. Right. Right. It's the way you think. It's the way you move. It's the way you operate. It's yeah. the way when trials and tribulations come your way, how do you respond to them? Right. How do you look at them? Right. Like my whole team can tell you right now, there's never a day where you've seen me depressed, sad, you may see me angry, yeah. right? Because I have that part of me. But you've never seen me defeated. And a lot of times the people that want to be successful are people who dwell on defeat. Yeah. Right? Successful people don't. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so I tell people all the time, true entrepreneurs that are successful, we run to the risk, to the risk, not away from the risk. Right, right. And so the people that you have that want to be successful, it's like, yo, you want to be successful, but you're scared. You know what I mean? Like money sounds good, yeah. but entrepreneurship isn't money. Right. It's opportunity. It's elevation. It's, it's what you create from it. Entrepreneurship isn't money. It's opportunity. It's opportunity. I like that. Okay. It's not what we like. We look at it like, oh, Nate, you got a lot of money. That's amazing. 
But then I also have a lot of people around me who you can't tell that they can't do anything. Right. That's what entrepreneurship looks right. like. You right. see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I got a lot of people on my team who was made fun of growing up, who's rejected their yeah. whole life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't have nothing. But if you walked into that room right now and you told them, like, hey, I bet you can't do this, they'll still bet you right now. Because their confidence is so high because they believe in themselves now. Right. And so that's what success looks like. It's who you are a part of, right? Yeah. And even if you go biblical, Jesus was successful not just because of himself, but he took 12 disciples. Why did he need them? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like every tree has to bear fruit. Yeah. If it don't have fruit, then it's not a real tree. Right. And so most people feel like, oh, I want the money for me, and it's not about you. Yeah. It's, it's never about never you. Never about you. <laughs> And now you know why I went to this podcast, right? Huh? Now, now you know why you're here, right? Because, yeah. I mean, things like that. And I see the fruit like, around you because mm-hmm. every time we were, we were at your uh, place for, uh, for for an event, and and I'm, I'm going to tell a story more, but you, you talked about how you had a deal, mm-hmm. and the deal was it, was, it was an average deal. You didn't keep the money. You gave it to my team, your team, mm-hmm. right? And... That speaks volume, and that's why, I mean, I see that's why you're blessed. That's why you keep growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that you've had ups and downs through your through your career, but there's a reason why, mm-hmm. right? Um, so fast forward, you know, you did, the, you, you, did, you did the Monkey's R.S., you did the paint shoes, you did, you know, the stove. You were at a, at a point where I think you were doing telemarketing. Yep. Right, and then and then you got into that, and then went from there from there to where. Um, so I got into telemarketing, man. So this was like a crazy test. So I was working for a company called AppStar. Um, I was like one of the best on the floor. Yeah, you know, I won the the weekly contest a lot. I had awards, I had everything, and then one day, like literally, um, I had I had to realize, like, yo. I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this anymore. And then I, in, my, in my spirit, I felt like God told me to quit. Hmm. And so I quit. And then literally like the next two years of my life, like God provided for me every month. After you quit? After I quit. Every month I still had my rent paid. Every month I had everything. And it was crazy, man, because I tell the story all the time. Um, they're like, oh, man, you made millions and millions. And it's like, dude, I didn't make a million because of my skill set. Yeah. I made a million because of my assignment, mm-hmm. right? And it was, since I was 14 years old, 13 years old in church, there's these preachers from Africa used to come down to my yeah. church at Family Fellowship in Oceanside, and they used to prophesy over me that God was going to use me to break the chains of poverty, mm-hmm. and God was going to use me to install faith in people who didn't have it no more. I'm 13 years old. I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what poverty is. <laughs> right, right, I, mean, right. I don't even go to school like that. Yeah. Like, you're going to break <clears throat> generational curses. And I never really triggered till I was like 19. And I started, the Bible says that, you know, God will bring back things to our remembrance. Right, right. And I started remembering what people used to pray over me and say. And I used to be like, bro, this is crazy. Right. And so when I was 21, I walked away from my job. And I'm talking, man, we've we, we seen checks come in the mail. Right. We've I've seen when I had no groceries, a knock on my door and people from the church bringing me boxes of food. Like I didn't seem crazy miracles without like asking, that. without just, me saying just, anything, just showing up without mm. me saying anything, just me serving, doing what I'm supposed to do. And so for that two years was a faith test mm. for me. Um, and so the next time um, was I was working for another company called Van Merrill. This is what like, when I was oh, yeah. getting ready to get Van married. Merrill, yeah. I was working for Van Merrill Fortune mm-hmm. Builders. Mm-hmm. And I never knew what I was working for. 
right? But I just knew I wanted a job. Yeah, yeah. So one day I'm sitting there, man, and I'm reading uh I'm reading the Bible. I think I'm reading first Samuel. And I'm sitting there, it's like five months in, and I literally asked God, I said, Is this all you have for me? Mm. Like, was I created to just sit here, get paid hourly, and struggle? Right? Because that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, why would you want that for your child? Right? Right, right. And then literally somebody had put make money on Facebook since you're on it all day anyway. I said, What the heck is this? Somebody put but they put it where? Somebody put a made a post, David Sharp. And I ended up joining Power Network. Um, from Empower Network, my life changed forever. Okay. So that's how that all started. Okay. Let me let me tell you the, the difference between this podcast and other ones, right? Mm -hmm. So David shoots back there, and he never responds like to anything. So he's mm, yeah, mm. so he's he's this is this is good, right? This yeah. is good because this guy never responds. But I guess everything he's saying it's 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 sinking in because it's truth. It's your story, right? Mm -hmm. And there's there's like power in a story, mm -hmm. and 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 every time I hear you speak, <clears throat> I do get chills because nothing. Other friends who back there too, he, he says fluff a lot, mm -hmm. right? And it's not fluff. It's like it's like real. It's you. It's authentic. It's mm -hmm. the stuff that, that you've experienced, right? Mm -hmm. um, so Empower Network, and then mm -hmm. from there, face, Facebook, keep going. So from Empower Network, yeah, I met a guy by the name of. Uh, so there was a post, right? You, you go to these like seminars and you see people get big checks. Right? Yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, you're a liar. Yeah. Like that was me. <laughs> right? That was me. So then there's this dude, right? Glasses on, bald head. I immediately thought it was an essay, right? Because I'm from the street. Yeah. So I'm like, hi, bro. <laughs> Whatever. So I inbox him. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, man, I'm really trying to run it up. Like I'm really trying to change my life. Like, you know what I'm saying? And uh, he's like, yeah, I'll get on the call with you. You know, if you sign up with the woo woo. I'm like, all right. He's like, yeah, it's gonna be fifty dollars to get on the phone. And I was like, fifty dollars for a phone call? Yeah, bro, from where? Like, who is doing that? Right, right. Right. In my mind, I'm like, bruh, you want me to pay you fifty dollars to talk to you for free? Like, I already pay a phone bill. Yeah. Get on the phone. <laughs> so I paid the fifty dollars. A guy named Jermaine Steele. Jermaine Steele. And Jermaine Steele, yeah. uh, he's supposed to give me a, it's supposed to be a thirty minute coaching call, and he ain't called me yet. I'm blowing him up. What's up my call, man? I gave you my $50. Where, where my call at? Blowing him up. So he finally calls me two hours later. Then he's like, we have this conversation, right? I'm telling my vision. Da, da, da. And he goes, you got it. You know, you can do this and this. You need to sign up for this, right? The upsell. Then he's like, this is $1,000. Hmm. I'm like, who the hell has $1,000? Right. Where I'm from? Like, who's just walking around with $1,000? That right. ain't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you back on the street, right. I can understand it. But for somebody like me, you think I have $1,000 in my bank account? Like, that's crazy. So this is what I tell people, man, and I, and I don't want to go off, but this is a very important part to mm -hmm. my story. Mm -hmm. If it's something you really want and you don't have it, there's somebody you know who does. Wow. Right? And we use this excuse all the time to say, I don't have the money. Right. Right? But you have the resources, right. which is powerful within money. Right. And sometimes you just have to catch vision. And if you catch vision, somebody attached to it who belongs. Right. Right. And that was my thing. I didn't have a thousand dollars, but I knew somebody who did. So I called my friend Nathaniel, which name is Thani. So my, my little brother said, man, I really want to do this program. I really want to do this and this. And he's like, man, how much is that? That's a thousand dollars, but I don't have it. He said, come pick it up. Just like, just like this. So wow. just come pick it up. Thani doesn't, he didn't have a job either. But what he did was he just got financial aid. Wow. So I drove 25 minutes away to Imperial Beach to pick up a thousand dollars. Timing, right. To pay Jermaine Steele for coaching right now 
Jermaine goes, are you going to get to the next event? Hmm. And I'm like, dude, that's all the way in Orlando, Florida. We're talking flight, stay, ain't no way. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm watching the event happen all weekend while I'm at work. I'm watching the event happen. I'm watching the post. I'm seeing the pictures. Okay. I'm seeing everything, right? You didn't go. I didn't go. Okay. And I'm like, dude, I missed out on something that could have changed my life. Yeah. So, the next event was like November, right? Yeah, November, first week of November. So, I went to the next event. This was in Miami, Florida. It's an Empower Network event. And we're standing in this big old mansion. And I told myself, right, I'm not leaving this event until I leave with what I need. Hmm. There's too many people in here that's doing too many numbers that I'm not doing. Yeah. Right? So I was up all night, wasn't going to bed till 7 a.m. every day. Oh, wow. I came home. By the end of November, I had my first ever $19,000 a month. I've never made 20 grand in my life, right? But you did it in one month. 19000 So Jermaine still says, quit your job. I'm like, bro, what? He says, quit your job. So let me just test the waters a little bit. So I called out sick. My boss was like, I'm going to need a doctor's note. I said, oh, shoot. I got to go to the doctor for real. Went to the doctor. Uh, went to the doctor, man. And I had made $350 while I was at the doctor. Somebody came in and bought a package. I'm tripping out. Wow. I'm like, yo, I just made $300 while I'm at the doctor. Wow. <clears throat> so I get home from the doctor. I said, frick this. Made a whole song about me quitting my job and sent it to my boss. You made a song. Made a song on video and sent it <laughs> to my boss. Do you still have it? I had a background singer. <laughs> it was crazy. Because back then I had a prison worship team. So yeah, I had background singers. Yeah. But uh, background <laughs> singers and everything. We did a whole song talking about how I quit. Right? Sent it to her the next day I woke up. Scared as I don't know what. Because I didn't know where my next dollar was going to come from. Who, who does that? Chris a song. I, it's just, I'm just different. <laughs> not, not, not quit. I ain't coming in. Don't show up. You made, you made a song. I made okay. a whole song and it was a video. And I sent it to her. Okay. And so December, man. I went and I had I think I had like my first 30k month, and then from there I went off to make like six figures the next year, well like 383,000, and then the next year it was like my first million. But this is all in, in Empower. After as Empower, okay. like VSN Empower okay. Network, yeah. Okay. Okay. And so we broke off, man. And I was like, dude, I figured it out. Yeah. You know, I figured out the recipe, and the recipe is me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's you. Yeah. It's you every single day. Yeah. Like the ingredients is in you, the recipe is in you. Yeah. You can either mess it up or you can make it good. Yeah. It depends on where you're at in life. And so I, when I look back every time I tell people like, I failed for five years because I didn't know the recipe. Yeah. I didn't fail because I didn't have it. I didn't understand who I was yet. Yeah. And so then I got it. Even even after five years, I mean, that's, that's still a fast pace because mm -hmm. people don't get after five years, 10 years, 15 years, right? Mm -hmm. So you still close that gap pretty quick. Mm -hmm. and, and I think I think you ought to, you find a recipe knowing that it's you, mm -hmm. right? And I think if we realize that it's us more, then we'll, we'll collapse that time, mm -hmm. right? But people people don't, don't realize that. When I, when I first heard of you, um, I actually got a text message from a friend saying, hey, do you know this guy named Nate? I'm like, no. Nah. I'm not sure who he is. Mm -hmm. And this is before Jonathan knew you as well. So I mm -hmm. said to Jonathan, I'm like, you know this guy? Yeah, no, I have no idea. And that was back in the uh, the econ days, mm -hmm. right? And I think you were at, at an event in LA mm -hmm. um, and it was a picture of you with the, with the Ferrari. I think it was a red one, mm -hmm. right? So you took your recipe, which is you, 
and you mm -hmm. moved it over to a different business. And mm -hmm. that's when you started your e-com business, right? Mm -hmm. What did e-com do for you? E so e-com, man, um, e-com was dope. I said it changed my life. I, I, I give it, I, you know, I give it that credit. Mm. My mom was going through breast cancer and uh, we were in uh, Switzerland, right? We were in concert in Switzerland and I remember us at Soundcheck and I'm literally touching the mic and every single song and then hear it, ching <laughs> I looked at I said, what the hell was that? We're at Prairie's Virtual. My boy Isaiah, he's on the bass. He like, what was that? Yeah. I don't know, right? Everybody looking lost. So I opened my phone out. It's a Shopify sale, twelve ninety five. Wow! See, yo, that first sale. I just made a sale. <laughs> we just launched last night. Right, that was how it was. Mm -hmm. Right, we're in praise worship. All the pastors out there, they're looking. at us like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. And so, after I made that sale, right, I was like, we went back to the hotel, and we started trying to sell everything: ninja swords, tactical vests, flashlights. We're trying to sell everything you can think after of. After that one sale. Yeah, after that one sale. So we we end up renting it up, man. We do I do like 120 grand the first like 90 days, mm -hmm. and then um, I went on a heck of a run, man, um, to where I did like 1.2 in 21 days. Yeah. Um, with the with the the little cosmetic product. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it did good. Ecom Ecom was cool. It was it was good money, and then I went to that big thing when uh. Chase, man, when Chase held a hundred yeah. grand for me for a year and a half, I remember that. Yeah. because they said I was making money too fast. Yeah, yeah. And that was like one of the most scariest moments of my life because <coughs> I had just bought the Ferrari. Yeah, <clears throat> I was down to twelve grand, and I had a deposit coming the next day for fifty nine thousand. Right. And they blocked it, and I'm like, oh, we're holding all of this. So they held a hundred grand right. for a year and a half, and all I had was twelve thousand dollars. I just moved into that big old house. Yep. Everything that's five grand. Uh, at the time, my wife was going to school. Like it was like, yo, I'm about to be broke. But the one thing that I tell people, man, and it's the most important part: God doesn't give you a vision for you to lose; He right. only gives it to you to win. Right. And so, whenever there's a trial, you just don't understand what's you don't understand the trial, yeah. but you need to understand what's behind it. Yeah. And so, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do a webinar and just teach people e-com for free. Hmm. So we did a webinar in two days. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do a six-week mastermind. We sold the six-week mastermind. We did ninety-eight thousand dollars wow. from that webinar in seventy-two hours. I went from twelve grand to over a hundred grand in my account in seventy-two hours. Seventy-two hours. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's because you, you you really kept the you kept the recipe going, mm -hmm. right? Because I, I think I remember that time because you were you were going through that, and I don't I didn't know that you went through like having your funds being held or you were down twelve grand. But I remember being at one of your events and you were talking to a lady I think that worked at Chase, right? Yeah, about Brittany. Your, yeah, Brittany about your account. So mm -hmm. you may have been going through it at that time, but the point is that you were going through, but you still did that, that, that event. You couldn't tell anything was off, anything was wrong. Right. That's why I said earlier, you'll never be able to tell from right. going through something. Right, right. Now, how does that affect you, though? Like your 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 mental me. I know. Are you suppressing, or you just know that everything will be okay? Biblical principles. Yeah. He'll never put nothing on you more than you can bear. Right. So if I'm going through a situation, it's because I'm designed to defeat it. Right. Right. We we don't choose our battles. Our battles are given to us. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if I'm the person for the job, then so be it. Yeah. I'm not here to lose. Yeah. I just gotta take it. Yeah. Whether I like it like it or not. You, you know what I'm it. saying? Yeah. Like I, I tell people all the time, you know, the chapter of the book you may hate, yeah. but this is the breakthrough chapter for somebody else. Yeah. And so you just gotta trust the author who's writing it. Right. I'm just here being available at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So you did almost hundred grand. Um, mm-hmm. and then you set up people, people around you that you were helping support and helping them launch their businesses. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you went through your e-com journey, you did well, you helped people, but then that chapter came to a close. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then you moved on to one of my favorite businesses, which is real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, even before then, see, I, I think a lot of times when, when people, or outside looking in, they think when you made it, you made it, right? There's there's no way you can, in a sense, fall or, or, or go back down. You can always fall. Right? You can always, you can always fall, go back down. Right? Um, and not saying that you fail, but you did have some more adversity, right? Mm-hmm. In between that, mm-hmm. right? So tell me about real estate, how, how you got into so that. So this transition was okay. crazy. I'm glad you asked that question. Because okay. I just talked about this a little bit ago. <clears throat> so everybody know for like two years, John Belima knew. Yeah. I was praying because I didn't want to do e-com, bro. I didn't like, I mean, yeah. it was cool. It was good money. It helped my mom and helped me, right? But it's not fulfilling. Yeah. Same thing, like, when y'all talk about e-com, y'all see me, I'm not really ever interested. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I got not. I got to deal with people <laughs> right. at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, I got to talk to people, man. I got I to gotta, I gotta see what's going on. Yeah. I got to feel you out. I got to feel what's going on. I got to see yeah. how I can help you. E-com is just a product sales and customer service. Right. That, for me, it doesn't do nothing for me. Yeah. So... For two years, I was trying to get up out of it. I just couldn't find a way. It's your money maker. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I remember I told my, my brother, man, it was closest to me. He's like, he's like a mentor. He's not my real brother, but he's like a brother. I told him I'm about to do real estate. I'm going to get a wholesale. And the first thing he told me was, nobody's going to sell you the house for that cheap. They're not stupid. I'm <laughs> like, bro, yes, they will. Obviously not you because you're into real estate. <laughs> right, right. Bro, you're crazy. So I put everything down, right? Just and I said, I'm dropping it. I'm done. Because I, I believe I know where God's calling me. Yeah. And so I went on like a 30-day fast. And then I went on a social media fast where like I didn't watch no TV, no video games, no nothing. Sidebar. If anybody needs that in 2K, I'm the best. Back, <laughs> back onto it though. Oh. <laughs> but back onto it. Um, only thing I would watch was podcasts okay. on real estate. Okay. Uh, Max Maxwell, real estate uh-huh. distributors, um, things like that. And... Uh, I started just draining money because I'm just paying bills. I'm not making nothing, yeah. right? And literally, my first three months, I end up making 120 grand, mm-hmm. right? Crazy, out the gate, have faith, boom. Now, my next month, like my next couple months, I have all these deals lined up, right? And I start losing every deal. Start losing every deal, and then I start panicking. Because now I've been just spending money, trying to scale. Now I'm getting panicked. And I remember I'm in Las Vegas. And I feel like I'm about to have like a, a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And so I text my brother. And this story is 100% legit, man. Like I'm literally about to shed a tear. And I text my brother. I said, I'm going broke out of fear. I've never broke. I've never, ever said that. Yeah. Right? You never see me break. Yeah. And all I promise you, all I hear guys says is, you better not lose faith in me. That's the first thing I heard, right? And I'm like, what is wrong with me? I get out the car, bro. And I'm pacing back and forth in the in the uh, thing. Like, what the heck is wrong with me? My boy's like, are you good? My boy, Deshaun. Mm. 
He's like, are you good? Are you good? And I'm like, bro, I'm panicking because I'm like, I'm down to like 16 grand. My mortgage is 5,000. Right. Like I'm, I'm back in that zone again. You know, I can't, this is like COVID. Like I can't do a yeah, webinar. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, what am I going to do? Bro. I get to my room and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. I go to sleep because I, I wake up. Yeah. to two text messages and someone says hey my boy Gary says hey I just talked to this couple they want that house in Delaware I told them that we already ran title they said they can close tomorrow the next day right <clears throat> and then I get a call an hour later it says hey that property in Philly with the water lien the seller's willing to consume the water lien as long as she can get her name off of it and the buyer's going to close wow so boom, forty four thousand yeah, dollar deal, yeah. and then a sixteen thousand dollar deal. Yeah, right. That's sixty thousand dollars. If I would have just broke all the way and right, doubted, right. would that happen? I doubt it. You see probably, what I'm saying? Probably probably and so <clears throat> that brought me right back. Yeah, you're supposed to be here. Yeah, right. And th so this story I've heard before. Yeah, and and you missed a very 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 pivotal part of the story, mm -hmm. right? Um. We talked about people and team and people and the way you love people, right? Mm -hmm. And everything that you did prior to that was about people in your team. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that at that time you were upstairs in your room and mm -hmm. you walked downstairs and, t and t told your team that I can't pay you, right? Oh, this was another time. Another time, but mm -hmm. but you still did that, mm -hmm. right? But they stayed. They stayed and worked. They stayed and worked, mm -hmm. and that's that's just the point of like of like team and just yeah. like what you do for people mm -hmm. right um but that's just a, that's that's the out to me every time i see you i, I think about that mm -hmm. right um because people don't do that they don't stick around and worry virtually for free they mm -hmm. start envisioning you and it's what you were doing mm -hmm. um so delaware and then warlene so keep going no so then uh the philly deal and so literally 60 grand came in 48 hours and i sat there and i was like dude I almost doubted everything. Yeah. But I knew I was supposed to be here. Yeah. And so then we broke off to doing, you know, 100K months in real estate now. And uh, we have a pretty big team, bro, who's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, We're crushing it. Yeah. You know, we're crushing <clears throat> it pretty big right now. Yeah. And you deals like nationwide, right? Yeah, we're nationwide. Yeah, nationwide. Okay. Um, What's been your biggest deal to date? Well, your biggest month to date, Mr. Talk about that. Biggest month to date is probably 147. 147? Okay. In one month. One month. Just you and your team, mm -hmm. right? And <clears throat> if you lost faith in who you are and God, mm -hmm. and that would have broke the recipe, right? Mm -hmm. It would have the recipe. It wouldn't have worked. Mm -hmm. So. It would have been like, like my mom said, a cake turned over. Cake turned when over. You, when you right. step, when you go too crazy in the kitchen. Right. While it's in the oil right. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And your mom's not part of your business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She she's having fun, thriving. Mm -hmm. um, my other mom is part of my business. Like your other mom. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that part I didn't know. Yeah, that's my <laughs> other mom. What you talking about? My other mom. My mom lives Oceanside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's two different. Okay. Okay. So I don't think I met your Oceanside no. mom. No. No. Okay. Okay. So makes sense though. Learn something new on the podcast every day. Yeah, but it's all good because yeah. it's still my mom too. Yeah. Yeah. Also, okay. Um. So there are people watching the podcast. They're kind of stuck, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're not sure. 
they have an idea, they have a, mm -hmm. have a concept, they mm -hmm. have something they want to do, or if they have a business, they're trying to get to that next level and like break that like first first 10K a month, right? Mm -hmm. So give us like three action steps that they can take to actually break through and start creating what they want. Well, the first thing I ask yourself is, did you sacrifice enough to become successful? Hmm. Right? A lot of times you have people who are just cheap. Who says, oh, wow. I'm going to go to YouTube University. Right. Or let me start with your smaller package. Right. That's not a risk. <laughs> right. That's not jumping right. off the cliff. That's right. just coming up to it. Right. And so you have to ask yourself, did you sacrifice enough to become successful? Right. Right? Because breakthroughs come for people that gave that went all in. And so that's the first step to going next in your business is, were you scared or were you real? Yeah. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. me, it was... I didn't have it. Yeah. Somebody gave me my thousand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then I went negative in my account. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I went all in. Yeah. Um, and then second step is who's who's in your business, right? Mm. You can't name one business that's successful by themselves. Right. Not even a person. Right. You see what I'm saying? So if you go NBA star, they have an agent. Yep. If you go artist, they have a manager. Yep. There's nobody by themselves. So if it's just you and you're trying to run your business, you're already failing. Yeah. Because success is in numbers, right? Strength is in numbers. You have to learn how to bring more people around. Mm -hmm. So those would probably be like my two key components. Did you sacrifice enough to become successful? And then what's the numbers look like around you? Okay. Then um, Jermaine Steele was, was the guy who got you going, mm -hmm. right? So he was, your, he was one of your mentors. Mm -hmm. How important is mentorship to you even today? It's, it's probably the most important part to everything that you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, T. Jakes always says, you know, the mentor is the giraffe, they're the ant. While you're mm -hmm. crawling up the hill, the giraffe sees over the hill. Wow. So even though you got to keep going, the giraffe knows what's on the other side. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that's a very pivotal part to any part of your business. Yeah. Like, you have a lot of people, I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to figure it out. Why? Yeah. Why? Who are you? Mr. Tough Guy? Yeah. Like, you're never going to be able to do anything alone. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you might as well take the help. And get to where you're getting to. Yeah. And question to totally kind of subject, but is how did you get the name the Donna Closing? Oh man, uh, I closed eight contracts on one day on a Zoom call. Eight contracts in one day on a Zoom call. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and these and these are closed paid. You, you, you got all under contract. Okay. And then okay. so, and then obviously it goes back to like my telemarketing yeah, days yeah. too. So yeah, I guess I'm just a natural born closer. Yeah. Why you trying to buy something? No, I'm just no, no. <laughs> I, just know, I, I know. So, um, I don't know if I've, ever, I've told you this, but you you are a true gift, you know, just to mankind. Because every time I'm in an environment with you, where you're speaking to people, you're speaking life, mm -hmm. right? You're helping people get through that hurdle, that hardship, take that next step. Because there's a lot of fear out there, mm -hmm. right? People people are scared, even though they want to create a certain thing they're in fear right mm -hmm. and i and i know once you talk to them some of that fear goes away and they start taking steps mm -hmm. you know because you know i've seen that so you are a true gift and a blessing and i just want you to know that and I want you just to you know keep going you know because you're you're truly touching people you're changing freaking lives man I appreciate you that. are you are um so how how can we reach you uh instagram the dawn of closing okay all right and anything for the audience in closing just keep being you, all right? Do what you need to do. All right. That's about it. All right, bro. Well, th thanks for coming. I appreciate you. So, got to get you back. I got to get you back here pretty soon, man. Thanks. No doubt. All right.